0: stop being a blue pill sheep being led to slaughter by big government in the court system become an awakened man here's your host gregory
1: hello everybody this is gregory and welcome back to another episode of the awakened man i hope you're doing well today today we're going to talk about pot the hashish the mary jane the cannabis side of a plant, whatever you want to talk about. And some of you are not going to like this episode because I'm going to talk about some of the perils of indulging in this stuff. Now look, as you know, I'm a big fan of naturopathy, of holistic health. I think it's important to exhaust all the botanical science and clinical nutrition, aromatherapy, whatever it is out there to either prevent or treat to prevent disease or to treat mild forms of a certain disease, I think we need to have complementary medicine. We have an old interview with a complementary medicine doctor back in 2017, 2018. There's a place for both worlds. We certainly need pharmaceuticals and surgery. If you get shot, you're not going to apply tea tree oil to the wound. But certainly, I think we've, we've gone so far in the last 30 years uh, we treat everything with drugs, drugs, drugs. Uh, when I mean drugs, medication, medications, medications. You go to the doctor, the average visit's nine minutes. And of course, they'll give you drugs for it. And that's not good either because we know all these pharmaceuticals have some strong side effects and uh, habit forming and tolerance building and all these things like this. So I, I do embrace naturopathy. We have the female holistic health apothecary. Uh, feed here. I think their first 80 episodes are on essential oils. So I I do want to preface that. Now, that being said, and I know it's kind of like this. If you smoke pot, you're going to always have confirmation bias and quote all the studies that tell you that pot's good. And if you are weary of pot, then you're not going to listen to any of those. And you're going to look at the studies that tell you that pot's bad for you. And so it's it's almost like when it comes to evangelizing and religion, it's like it's almost pointless to evangelize to atheists if they don't want to hear it or vice versa. It's almost like that. So some of you are just not even going to listen to anything that I have to say about these things. And we do have an episode we did on pot, I think about two, three years ago here look, understand, I mean, the, the studies that are pro-THC pot are normally funded and subsidized by the marijuana industry, which is, of course, quite large, especially in the last 10 years. Now, I think it's 46 states that have some form of legalization of marijuana, whether medicinal or recreational. And certainly in the Western parts of the world, and the West, uh, you've seen that legalization, especially in, in Europe. So some people, especially the young, will say, well, if it's illegal, then it must be safe. Well, I mean, let's not use that specious logic because alcohol is illegal and it's not safe. We know the pernicious effects of alcohol. It's a class one carcinogen, for example. And you could say the same thing about nicotine and vaping. But I would, I would argue that pot is worse than nicotine because pot's worse than cigarette smoking, which incidentally cigarette smoking has dropped uh, quite a lot in the last decades it's it's not as pervasive because at least with cigarette smoking and the the kind of pernicious effects of the toxicants that are in the filters and so forth it does take years typically there's always going to be exceptions for it to build up to the point where it is going to give you some sort of malady now that being said of course Smoking is a class one carcinogen as well, as, long as with alcohol. So it's not something that no way, shape, or form of I endorsing that you should start smoking cigarettes or cigars or, or vaping or anything like that. They're highly addictive. Now with pot. Problem with pot is that it is a hallucinogenic drug. And I think, well, let's back it up. So the pot of your your father or grandfather. the 1960s is not the pot of today the dosage back then was minimal it's much smaller now that we have essentially commercialized pot the dosages are much higher they're much higher so again you're going to get the effects of the thc much quicker and then you throw in that we have edibles and gummies and there's just so many ways you can get high-level THC into your system. Now, look, THC is the psychoactive part. One, It's the, the psychoactive part of the cannabis side of a plant, that, which has, the plant itself has hundreds of compounds in it. That's the part that we're talking about today. I don't have a problem with CBD oils. In fact, we have an episode here on CBD oils. But the thing with the CBD oils that I have a problem with, and you see these stores just popping up everywhere. The problem with CBDs is this. There's a lot of scams out there. CBD lotion, CBD, blah blah blah, CBD. You have to get like high, high doses. I'm trying to go this fly. High doses of CBD for it to be a therapeutic dose. So don't fall for these scams where it's like CBD, blah 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 blah. Now you need to take it in in a in a pill or some sort of lozenge or some sort of oral administration or it's got to be high dosage but you can get many of the purported benefits of the cannabis plant from cbd and not have to deal with the psychoactive component so we're dealing with the psychoactive component so what are my problems with with pot well first of all the dosages are much higher today it's not the pot of the 60s and 70s and look there's always going to be exceptions i remember i have teacher friends who'd be like they would they would talk about pot with the kids and, and they would be like, name me a high-functioning habitual pot smoker that has a, a A average. And there aren't a lot, right? So you can see how it does take away your, your motivation, uh, for sure, because the large majority of the pot smokers are not high-level A. I mean, th- th- this is an anecdotal story. This is not scientific at all. But in terms of empirical stuff, the studies are pretty clear that... Use of pot does increase anxiety. This is undisputed. Now, again, there's going to be people who can smoke Seth Rogen levels of pot and not feel a thing. But as a whole, smoking pot does increase your level of anxiety. Many people who smoke pot increases their level of paranoia. Many people who smoke pot also, in addition to those things, will have hallucinogenic, psychotic breaks. And the studies are pretty clear that there's a a high correlation between habitual pot smoking and a higher rate of having schizophrenia, bipolar, anxiety, as I've already mentioned, and other mental health problems. Now, people who smoke the pot they don't necessarily make the connection that it's the pot that's doing this. And because it it is habit forming and you do have to develop a tolerance for it. So you have to like with porn and other things, the more you do it, you got to get you got to do more of it or have a higher dosage to get that same high, that same effect you were getting before. A lot of people who end up smoking the pot, smoking the pot like the 90-year-olds would say, smoke with the pot. Who smoke the pot don't necessarily make this connection that they're they're having mental health problems and they think it's just other aspects of their life and i'm I'm not saying that that people who smoke pot if they stopped smoking pot they'd have a perfect life you know many times people have a traumatic childhood and this is one of the reasons they turn to pot but there are people who have a, a, a pretty functional childhood, and I mean, look, there's there's horror stories, and you always hear the, the exaggerated horror stories of kids that were pretty fine. They smoke pot for the first time, and especially in a concentrated dose, and uh, they change. Their personality changes pretty quickly. They become anxious, paranoid. And they go down this rabbit hole. Then a week, two weeks later, they've they've committed suicide. Now I'm not saying, now please, as a hyperbolic example, but you can find these examples certainly, that all pot smokers are going to end up going that way. What I'm saying is that I think it's better, and I would say the same thing. I'm not an apologist for alcohol when I'm saying this because the the, the pot the pot proponents will say, oh, okay, well let's just get rid of alcohol. No. I, I think it'd be great if we got rid of alcohol, That's not going to happen. We tried prohibition 80 years ago. It's not going not to happen. And we're not going to unroll uh, the pot legalization, even though marijuana is a class one controlled substance. Yes, we can go down the theories as to why it was de- uh, de- called that or designated that decades ago. We can go to all the, quote, esoteric history conspiracy theories back in the 1910s 1920s 1930s like all the reaper madness stuff certainly we can go through that and again I am not a person who's against the cannabis plant I am NOT I mean back in the day I mean think of hemp all the things that we got from hemp paper rope all these things you think of it, the colonial America time and certainly the paper industry wanted to make hemp look bad because they wanted paper to be from i mean, let's just say the lumber industry wanted paper to come from lumber and not from hemp. And look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with hemp, hemp oils. Some people like to have hemp seeds. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with CBD. I'm only talking about the THC part. And I think, look, if we're intellectually honest, I think it's better to strip away the the kind of BS about pot. People who drink too much or do drugs, whether it be pot or shrooms or whatever it is. They're you doing it to cope, right? to numb a pain. It's the same thing when people pull their hair out or cutters or overeaters, which we talk about quite a bit here and over at Confessions of an Obese Child podcast. We're all numbing the pain. So the majority of people who smoke pot, are doing it to numb the pain. They're doing it to check out, right? You want to leave this reality and go to an alternative reality. It's the same reason why people drink alcohol. Look, beer doesn't taste good. If beer didn't taste good, and if beer didn't get you drunk, no one would be drinking beer as a whole. Yes, you might like beer because you've developed a taste for it in the last 30 years. But as a whole, beer doesn't taste good. But it's the effects that you get from it. So with all these things that put you in an alternative state that that make you check out. I would tell you like with all things, why do you feel the need to check out? I get it. We're stressed out. I've talked about it in an episode not that long ago. We're in a collective depression America and, and people are, you can look at the, the amount of alcohol, the amount of pot, the amount of psychiatric drugs, the amount of obesity that we have. These are all kind of objective indicators that we're not in a good place right now America. And so I can totally understand why people want to check out but that being said, it's not good for our health to be checking out either with overeating, drinking too much alcohol, any uh, recreational or or overuse of pharmaceutical drugs. We know that's a problem, of course, with fentanyl and Xanax and Adderall and all these things. People are doing it because they want to run away. They want to escape. They want to get out of their skin, so to speak. And I would just say, look, I know it's in the long run it's harder to do this, but it's better just to do the deep work. It's better just to go... And address the childhood trauma or figure out if you've had it, because a lot of people don't have that necessary wherewithal to even know that they had it. And then address it and deal with it. That way, you don't have to always numb the pain with something. Because I think most cigarette smokers, most alcoholics, and albeit some pot smokers, if they could go back in time, I think they would choose not to have picked up this habit. But they did it at an impressionable age. They did it at a time in their life, like typically adolescents, where peer pressure was involved and a lot of turbulence maybe in the house or just kind of coming to terms with their body and and all the adolescent struggles that we have, especially now with social media being a humongous influence on our, our psychiatric health in a negative way. I could totally understand what people want to check out. But ultimately, like with alcohol and smoking, pot overall is not good your mental health it is not good for your mental health for a wide variety of reasons and i would exhort all of you who are tempted to do it who have never do it not to do it i'm not saying if you did it one time you're going to go off the deep end but it's just best to be present in your moment and yes i mean look it can be hard not to be under the influence of something all the time but understand that it's okay to be sad some some days it's okay to be moody some days and we don't want to turn your outward things to to affect our 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 perspectives and to affect our uh, worldview it's better just to confront the stress and trauma in our life and deal with it in constructive ways like exercise or journaling or vitamin d sunlight talking to people and all forms of drugs Albeit short-term, they seem like a good thing and escape. They end up being a monkey on your back, like George Michael said in the old song. They end up being a problem in the long run. And I would just say it's best to stay away from THC. Now, some of you, of course, won't agree, especially if you are pot smokers. I would say do the CBD. Do the CBD if that's what you want to do. Of course, that's illegal, but stay away from pot smoking. Guys, appreciate if you could... Post a review if you agree or disagree with what I'm saying over at Apple, Spotify would help. And there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal to make a donation and the other one is a link to the website. Uh, so you can catch all the different feeds. And of course, we have the new feed here, the Cinema Rag, which is about movies. I think by the time this comes out, we have 90 episodes that I've done. So please go check that out on Apple, Spotify. And get a over as well. Until next time, take care. God bless. Him.
0: Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than Needham. Until next time.